Good morning, everybody, and the happiest of Monday mornings to you. This is now it's like yeah. Christmas. <laughs> this is Katie Weaver, and I am coming to you live with some breaking news. I'm here with my sister Christy Broward. Of course, this is True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Well, um, do you love it when we're right? I love it when we're right. Yeah, I love it when I we're do. right too. Yes. <laughs> I also, guess who's back? Back again. Lori Vallow has been found competent. <laughs> did we call this, you guys, or did we call this? Yes. Yes, we did. <laughs> yep. So crazy, crazy Pants McGee is all spiffed up and ready to go. She so Lori, is. complete with the golden vagina, is going to be coming right on back to the Madison County Jail post-haste. Yes. Things are going to start moving, people. We are going to start seeing some shenanigans. Oh, my gosh. It is happening. So, Amanda, you are catching us live. Yeah. Yay, this welcome. is breaking news. It just barely hit, uh, you know, the, the interwebs about 20 minutes ago. We have been dying to jump on here and talk about it a little bit. Yeah. So, I'm going to show you the order from the judge. And I'll read it to you because you won't be able to read it probably from the stream. But it's too big to not just uh, read it. Um, All right, so this came down, of course, uh, from Judge Boyce. Based upon the court's determination that defendant Lori Noreen Vallow, a.k.a. Lori Noreen Vallow Daybell, is restored to competency and is fit to proceed, the court orders that the defendant be brought before this court to be arraigned. Further, the court staying or the order staying the case is hereby lifted. Defendant is to be transferred from the Idaho Department of Health and Welfare and remanded to the custody of the Fremont County Sheriff to be transported and brought before this court. The arraignment shall take place on April 19th, 2022 at 1 p.m. at the Fremont County Courthouse, Fremont County, Idaho. And you best believe we'll be streaming that because guess oh, what? Yes, we will. We're done, hopefully now, with all of these behind you know, the doors of, you know, closed door conversations about Lori, because this isn't about mental health anymore. She's back. She is back. Oh my gosh. This is great, great news. And yes, arraigned. I mean, she mm -hmm. hasn't even officially been charged with the charges the grand jury brought down because yeah. she was immediately found incompetent and whisked off to the hospital. So mm -hmm. now reality will be landing upon her and apparently she's ready to deal with it on well, some level. Mm -hmm. So let's talk a little bit about how this happened. Yes. And what we think happened. So back in February, her attorney asked for a hearing. Yes. And of course, this has all been <laughs> behind closed doors because it all had to do with her mental health. So her HIPAA rights have been protected, which they should be. Right. Uh, but at that point, we said... We think that her new attorney, Mr. Archibald, does not think she's incompetent. No. We think that he believes that she's fully competent. And here's why. She caused that huge shitstorm last <laughs> fall with Mark Means, her previous attorney. <coughs> yes. Uh, by making phone calls and spreading rumors. And, you know, she got him so spun up that he wrote that enormous book that essentially got him thrown off the case. Yeah, well, that was the last straw. Actually, it was uh, the most epic use of air quotes I've ever seen in my whole life. 
Mm-hmm. And, and I grew up point, in the nineties, you guys. Come on. <laughs> and at that point, we all said, "Oh, this is an incompetent person, someone yeah. who can be getting on the phone, calling various attorneys, uh, you know, getting her attorney this spun up." Isn't this the definition of participating in your defense? Right. Isn't it? So then, of course, because partly because of that, mostly because of a conflict of interest, Mr. Means was removed from her case. Right. And then finally, uh, Mr. Archibald had room to step in and finally start doing his job as far as this case is concerned. Mm-hmm. The next thing we know, he wants a hearing, mm-hmm. which really led us to believe that, nah. He believes she's competent and he wants to get this show on the road. So then there were another couple of hearings in March and moving into April. And last week there was a hearing in which three people were subpoenaed. Yeah. We were so curious about, we've never seen that happen since she's been in the hospital. We knew something was up Mm -hmm. because that's not the kind of action that could be taken on her case while it is stayed. Yeah. So we knew something was going on there. Mm-hmm. And things were rolling. Now, we have suspected that there was a hearing to talk about uh, Mark Means's allegations because he did allege that there was a huge conspiracy. He did allege that uh, the prosecutor was in on it and did some illegal things. And then immediately he was removed from the case. So we knew that there would probably be a hearing at some point about that. And that it would be behind closed doors because part of what Mark did was violate not only Lori's HIPAA rights, but also her attorney-client privilege. So we figured that whatever happened, whatever action happened on that would probably happen behind closed doors Mm -hmm. so as to protect her rights moving forward. But uh, we figured that there would have to be a hearing on that one way or another because uh, the impropriety of the state, uh, you know, (laughs) being accused of all of these things. And then immediately releasing Mark as an attorney, you know, we don't want to mistrial down the road, you know, no. and it's ludicrous and it's stupid bullshit, but we don't want to mistrial down the road. So mm-hmm. we think part of what's been happening behind the scenes is that uh, little investigation and tying it up with a bow mm-hmm. because it was a nothing sandwich. This was just a lot right. of Gloria telling lies and getting people really spun up. And uh, well, it Doing worked. what he does, what mm-hmm. she has always done. Yep. And yes, Elizabeth, no, she has no say in whether she's fit or not. That's an evaluation made by her doctors Mm -hmm. and therapists and, you know, the mental health team working with her. Yep. So we also knew that there had to be a judgment soon because the way these stays happen in Idaho, when there is someone who's found incompetent to stand trial, the first stay in the mental hospital is for 90 days. Right. Then there's a status conference. They talk to the doctor. They look at the notes. They decide, are, is this person ready to come back to court or not? Well, in this case, they said not, which means she had another 180 days. And then they would have to meet again, which we know they have done. And if she was still incompetent, they would order another 180 days. This is how right. it works in 180-day blocks. Yeah. Uh that 180 days expired almost a month ago. Yeah, yeah, at the end of at the end of March. So we've been waiting. I think it was March 22nd. Well, there were two numbers thrown around. I thought it was March 22nd. Justin Lum said it was more like March 9th. So, mm-hmm. but sometime in March, that 180 day stay did expire. So we've been right. 
sure that there would be some ruling coming down. And we've said repeatedly that we did believe she was done and yes. coming back. Mm-hmm. And here she comes. Well, and there was one other reason we really thought that. And that is because the judge dismissed the idea of severing these cases so quickly and easily. Like he had, he seemed to have no concern about the delays uh, for Chad Daybell's trial. And we really thought and said that here on the show then Mm -hmm. that we think it's because he knows Lori's coming back Mm -hmm. Uh, because there was no concern like, oh, yeah, you know, if if she was going to be hospitalized for another six months or something, there would be concerns about, you know, is this, you know, within his rights and, you know, all that Mm -hmm. stuff. Well, the judge was like, nah, we're not doing this. And then we thought Mm -hmm. then, yeah, Yeah. it's because they know. Yeah, they know she's they were just. Finishing putting the, you know, the, getting the last reports, the last little things taken care of. They were just finishing it's up. A big process because you want to make absolutely sure that her rights are protected mm-hmm. and that she is, in fact, competent to be returned to mm-hmm. jail and to go up for trial. Because if not, if there's any little blip in that process, that can be reason for appeal or mistrial or a retrial. I mean, there's all this stuff that could happen if, you know, later they're like, yeah, they rushed her out of the hospital. I mean, she's been in there nine months. I don't think they rushed her out, but, but we have to be, you know, the legal system has to be super careful about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And we want to be sure too, because we don't ever, ever want there to be any question that this person goes behind bars for the rest of her life. Right. Absolutely. She is not a safe person to be out in the community. We know that she has participated in. We're not even sure how many murders, to be perfectly honest. Mm -hmm. And she's charged with a whole lot of them Mm -hmm. and in multiple states now. So we definitely, you know, it's in the best interest of the public that she be locked up for for good. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. So it's very exciting. Uh, I will tell you, it's probably not super exciting for the Madison County Jail. (laughs) <laughs> because they have to make a lot of accommodations to keep her safe and mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, protect her. Because that's the other part of this is hated as Lori is, she, <clears throat> she is innocent until proven guilty in the eyes of the law. And they mm-hmm. have to be really careful that the inmates uh, at the Madison County Jail don't harm her because we want her to stand trial. Uh, there mm-hmm. was a case of a man beat to death. In the Madison County Jail just a few months ago. Yes. It does happen. Yes. And so bringing Lori back will be a hardship on the jail, without a mm-hmm. doubt. But, Definitely. you know, such as life, it's just, you know, how it goes. But it will be because they have to make a lot of accommodations to make sure that she's safe. Right, right. Because she is a very hated figure in this community. I mean, mm-hmm. nobody living here uh, thinks mm-hmm. she's innocent of anything. Yeah. So, you know, it, it does get a little dicey, I'm sure. I'm sure it is in the Fremont County Jail, keeping Chad safe as well. Yeah, without a doubt. So just for fun, I wanted to go to Twitter. (laughs) Our little friend Marky Means has posted anything. I seriously doubt it, but you never know. He has posted some dumb jab to prosecutors who are liars recently. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No. See how well he posted was some music. Yep. Nothing. Mm. I wondered. But mm-hmm. that's okay. You know, we always keep a little eye because you don't know <laughs> that blue-eyed angel boy. He sometimes uh, posts Well, he stuff. shows his ass on Twitter quite often. So, yeah. Yeah. 
Hey, Denise. Uh, okay, so here's what we know. This right here. There's an arraignment order. It is for the 19th. It's at 1 p.m. We will absolutely live stream that if we can. Uh, we would assume that we Hell can. Yes. Uh, we're here for it, man. We've all been waiting for a damn long time. Yep. Yeah, we have time so, to see her officially charged with these charges and to start seeing things move forward in this case. And yeah, I'm really looking forward to the closed door hearings going away. Yeah. Yeah. Don't give up language of horses. The, here's the thing. This is how the wheels of justice turn slowly. Mm -hmm. Frustratingly slowly. But yep. we are still angling toward justice in this case. Yeah. I really believe that we are. Yep. And it's just going to take, just takes a long time, especially death penalty level murder cases. They take years to mm -hmm. complete. And it's yep. hard, I know. It is. And it's ridiculously frustrating, but we're getting there. Yep. Well, and now so, we're going to finally get to see Archibald in action. I'm very curious. Yeah. You know, he's just been sort of a, a an observer a few times, but we have seen nothing out of him. Mm -hmm. I don't really know what kind of an attorney is he? What's he going to, what's he going to start attacking? You know, cause that's his job. Also, we haven't seen Lori in more than a year. Yeah. Lori quit attending court a good 18 months ago. She did. Yeah, and some of these things she has to be present for. And I believe oh, yeah, the like arraignment is one of them. Yeah. yeah. So we should get a glimpse of Lori's face that we haven't seen in a long time. Yeah. We're going to see how this is all wearing on her, as I'm mm -hmm. sure it is. Just making the postcard for this uh, this live stream, I pulled an old picture of her and I thought, wow. Everything we have of Lori is so old. It's really from the very beginning of this case. I'm yeah. very curious to see. Now, I'll be honest. I've been in Facebook groups in the past that are discussing this case where people are extremely petty about Lori's appearance. Uh, that's not typically our style. Oh. But it is curious to see what her face looks like now. Because when she was first arrested, she had... Uh, hair extensions her nails were done she was you know pretty spiffed up pretty spiffed yeah now she has not had her hair dyed in all this time she has not been able to do her nails now the second time she came to court people were pissed because they felt like she had been given makeup and been given uh, all kinds of things and what we learned from friends at the jail is none of those things were true uh mm -hmm. she'd probably had some help doing some kind of like rag curlers or something like that in her hair mm -hmm. and she probably that bright red lipstick she had on was likely a drink powder or a jolly rancher you mm -hmm. know they they find some ways to come up with a little uh stuff to spiff up however right. i'm curious to see if she even cares anymore mm -hmm. there was a very vain side of Lori when she first went to jail is there any more yeah is there any more she's been through a lot so we might be, I'm curious to see it because she's been such a facade, you know, mm -hmm. her appearance has been such a facade of who she really is. And it's going to be very interesting to see, like, when do we see, like, really who's under there? Yeah. And I think that mm -hmm. that arraignment hearing might be when well, we see that. Lori's been incarcerated now for two years and two months. 
Yeah. 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 She's been in jail a long time. Mm-hmm. She's been in jail for 26 months. Yeah. And that changes people a lot. Now she has <laughs> been in the hospital where that's a little different than jail, but you know, she's still not been under, yeah, not a lot. <laughs> she's been under a lot of, uh, observation and had a lot of you know stuff going on there too so at any rate very very interesting i can't imagine what a mr Pryor is thinking about this morning <laughs> right well a lot of his uh, arguments are out the window because yeah. she's back well you know he said he would have to prepare for this trial two different ways depending on whether or not they had severed or they didn't so now you have your answer there yeah, you go, John. Now you know. You don't you have, only to, have to prepare different ways anymore. Yep. You only have one one way to prepare now. So yep. I, I didn't good luck to you because I can't imagine what that way is, because yeah. this is a very hard case for the <laughs> attorney. Right. <laughs> but you know, good luck and all that stuff. Yeah. Actually, no, but bad luck, but <laughs> bad luck. Not not friend of the show, John not Breyer. Friend of the show, John Breyer. <laughs> yeah. Yep, he's trying to yes, Fran. She said he's probably clutching his pearls and trying to figure out how to get another crack at that apple. Yep. Yep. Well, I will tell you, just in case. Oh. I've got my clutching pearls right here. So pearls ready. So here's I'll be clutching them as I we watch. I'm sure there's going to be a bunch of hearings on all kinds of things. Oh, yeah. It, things are going to get wild now. Here's a couple of things that we're still watching for. We're still watching for a ruling from the judge on whether or not we're coming back to Fremont County. That yes. has, all of the uh, briefs have been submitted now. Yep. This is now just up to the judge to decide, is it worth the several hundred thousand dollars to take this trial to to Ada County on the other side of the state, or is it worth choosing a jury in Ada County and bringing them back to Fremont County and sequestering them? Right. Either way, they're going to have to sequester. Yep. And the financials and the burden on these little police departments here is enormous. It is. I still Mm -hmm. predict it is coming back here. I do too. I I feel like that's where they're going to lean because the cost difference is, it's a difference of $200,000. I mean, that's a lot of money. You know, yeah. we're talking small police departments with small budgets. That's, yeah. Yep. It's absolutely time to uh, just bring it back and make it fair. However, my God, I would hate to be on that jury. Can you imagine? No, sequestered for that long. Yeah, we're talking about months, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Well, it's this. The whole trial right now is scheduled for ten weeks, and that includes yeah. jury selection. So. Jury selection. Yep. Yep. It would be absolute misery to be on that jury. However. Yeah. Well, and some of the information that they're going to have to view and hear. Some oof. of the. Oh God, we know. Some of the evidence they're going to have to see. Yeah, there is some evidence. There's some things that we know that we have not disclosed because uh, we well, we're not going to because it's not right. Um, We'll talk about it later when all of this comes down the pipe. Right now, the uh, the trial is scheduled to happen in January of 2023. So we're looking about 10 months away Mm -hmm. to the actual trial. If it really starts, then we know these things are always uh, 
getting pushed out. The prosecutor didn't even want it until October of 2023. Right. But Well, and that is if this goes to trial at all. Yeah. Because now that Lori is out, now that John Pryor knows what's what's up here as far as severing, there I still feel like there's a plea deal coming. Mm-hmm. It's very likely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Regardless, we'll be here for it. So yes, that's we what we know right now. We just had to get on and do a live because this is huge news. Yeah, huge news. And something we've been waiting for for, well, nine, ten months now. So, yeah. So, of course, we will live stream the arraignment on the 19th. Uh, if anything else goes down before then, you'll hear about it here, of course. And, uh, you know, hopefully we're just watching uh, the uh, the docket to see if anything comes out from the judge about uh, moving the case or what's going to happen there. Mm-hmm. Right now, he had ruled in the fall that it was being moved to Ada County. Right. So this is an attempt to... Uh, move it back to Fremont County. So yeah. Well, well what did they call it? A partial, um, a partial venue change or something like that yeah. is what the prosecutor yeah. called it, where the jury comes from Ada County, but the trial. Yeah. So, but we'll realize that a lot of the stuff that has already been fought out between Mr. Pryor and the prosecutor, Mr. Archibald has not had his proverbial crack at the apple yet. Right. So it's possible that some of this stuff will end up being back in court being argued over again. Right. Archibald can stipulate, but yeah. Yeah. I think Archibald will stipulate to a lot of things, but there may Mm -hmm. be some things. I don't know. Yeah. You know, maybe he wanted severance too. Maybe. I mean, he hasn't really been able to do much of anything. So we don't know if he's going to start filing a bunch of things. I'm going to tell you, I think it's fairly unlikely. I, Archibald is not knee-jerk reacty the way Mark Means was, the way John Pryor tends to be. Uh, It's not his style to try to pick a case apart on procedural things or to constantly try and get the uh, prosecutor thrown off the case and these kinds of things. That stuff. We're not going to see that out of Archibald. I don't think so either. Yeah. He's going to focus on the things that actually matter, I think, Mm -hmm. because he's done this before. Yeah. Yeah, he's not going to waste his time in the court's time with stuff like that because he's got a case to prepare and that's what he's going to focus on. Uh, But again, I don't know that we'll ever learn this for sure, but I really, truly believe that he was the catalyst for getting Lori back to the jail. I agree. I really think he was. Mm -hmm. I really think he was. Once he was able to start meeting with her, I'm guessing that he started realizing what's, uh, what's the situation here? And also all of that stuff. I think Lori did this to herself. By all of that stuff she caused in the fall. Oh, that yeah. Very clear that this person is certainly able to, uh, you know, be a part of and participate in her defense. She's clearly doing it right now. Yeah, from the hospital. So, yeah, yeah you're right. Yep. All righty. Well, that's it. Our first case for the week <laughs> just was just released like a half an hour ago. So, yeah. this all <laughs> happened really fast. Yeah. So, be sure you go check it out. We'll be back tomorrow. And Wednesday with new episodes. We'll be back Wednesday night with case updates and Thursday night for the psychic hours. So we still have tons to come this week. We just had to come and talk to you guys about this this morning. So we sure did. Take care. This has been yet another production of True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. Take care. Bye, everybody. Uh